Before we get into the podcast, wanted to let you know that our holiday store is closing soon. I am told that on December 6th, the store will be closed so that all of the products can be um, get gotten ready and shipped out in time for the holidays. So if you've been waiting to get a pickleball therapy cap, shirt, sweater, or something else, now is your time. I'll put a link down in the show notes. Hello and welcome to Pickleball Therapy, the podcast dedicated to your pickleball improvement. It's the podcast with you in mind. My name is Tony Roy. I'm your podcast host week to week. Hope to bring you information about the mental part of this beautiful sport that we call pickleball to help you better play, better feel, and just have a deeper, more fulfilling relationship with this awesome sport of pickleball. What we're going to do in this week's podcast is we are going to start a new format for the podcast. Usually you're used to having two subjects in each podcast. One is like the main subject, maybe not like the main subject, it is the main subject. And then the second uh, subject usually be a riff of some sort. What I want to try is I want to try doing a single subject for the podcast. The reason is there's a lot going on. In, uh, in our lives, there's a lot going on on the pickleball court, and there's just a lot to this process of improving our mental fortitude when we, when we in, engage with the sport. And so going to a single subject, I think, will allow us to really hone in on that one subject, have that one subject in mind when we go out to play, and then riff episodes, those will come out from time to time. Those will just be marked as special episodes. Those will drop other days during the week, but Fridays will be reserved for our single subject. And this week, what we're going to dive into is we're going to talk about navigating a game. I think it's really uh, helpful to have some better perspective when we're out there on navigating a game. Uh, And I'm going to tell you a story that happened uh, to me during Nationals, uh, a game that I played in, and how there's different ways of experiencing that. And I'll tell you how I experienced it, and then uh, you can see what you think about, about that process. Uh, And I think it's something that you'll be able to apply to your game uh, as well. Uh, As we dive into the podcast, I want to let you know that we have our uh, new camp dates for 2024 are coming out. Uh, If they're not out already when you hear this, so if you want to know more about that, go to betterpickleball.com, check out the camps uh, uh, button, uh, go to the camps, and then you'll see what's available to you. Uh, We're we're trying to, uh, uh, we're going to definitely have an additional uh, camp in Tampa, uh, I believe there may still be some spots, uh, but I'm not 100% sure because I know that there was a waiting list for that. And then we have our Tahoe camps in June, and then we have some Sacramento camps. So we're going to be out in California, somewhere in the Sacramento area, sometime in March. So take a look at those when you get a minute if you're interested in joining us for one of our camps. All right, so let's talk about navigating a game. And I want to focus here on a big picture. In subsequent episodes, we'll talk about more specific We'll fine tune it, right? We'll go deep into like you know, come coming back or, um, or you know, closing out a game when you're ahead, things like that. But let's let's look at a big picture approach or a big picture way of thinking about how we navigate a game of pickleball. And when you think about a game of pickleball, what what's happening out there is obviously we have a lot of rallies, right? We're serving, returning, hitting other shots, uh, and. There's a series of rallies that occur, some that result in points, some that end up with no points at the end. And then at the end of a certain amount of rallies, a certain number of rallies, one of us is declared the victor, right? One of us gets to 11. Usually that's what we're playing to, right? So one of us ends up with 11 and the other one ends up with some other score, you know, 
five, six, three, nine, whatever it is. Um, and we're done. We go to the, to the, to the net, we tap paddles and, uh, our, our experience is completed for that game. I think that when you start thinking about pickleball that way, it gives you a better sense of, of framing out what's going on when you're playing a game. Because what happens is we get swept up in the score. You know, let's say that we're down 8-1 or we're up 8-1. That tends to have an effect on how we feel during that, that phase of the game and potentially also how we're playing in that, at that stage, right? And that point of the, of the, or that, that stage of the, um, of the game when really it shouldn't. Uh, I have often um, mused about playing the game in a way where we would simply go out to the court, we would start the game, we would play, no score called other than the server, you know, server changing back and forth. And then at some point there'd be like a light in the middle of the, of the court that would turn on like a red light or something indicating game is over. And we would walk up together. We tap paddles. We'd look at a, at a, a, a display and it would say, you know, team a 11 team B seven or whatever. And that way, you know, it'd be much more enjoyable because that's really what we're doing. It's just a series of independent rallies that wrap and conclude that again, some have scores, some don't, depending on who won, right? The serve team or the return team. And then at the end, we just, you know, have a number. One of us got to 11, one didn't. And it, that way of playing would be, we'd play better. And frankly, we would just feel better during the process, not worried so much about, you know, it being 8-8 eight, eight or 9-2, whatever the score is. And so let me relate to you a story that I think will help um, flesh this out a little more. And it had to do with a game we played at Nationals. It's on the back draw, so it's a game to 15. And uh, me and my partner, Brian, we were on a, one of those, they call them a blind date. We knew each other from other tournaments. We had, uh, uh, you know, we were acquaintances, pickleball acquaintances from tournaments and things like that. Always said hi to each other, but we had never played as partners in anything, a tournament or not. Um, our partner, our respective regular partners for the tournament got in, were injured, so we uh, were unable to play, so we, we joined up. That's why they call it a blind date. So we were in our uh, fourth match of the day. We had one, two. At that stage, we had one, two, and lost one. So we were in the back draw. So it's one game to 15. And we're playing a very good team. I just call them the Todds because it's it's uh, Todd Robertson and Todd Curtis, uh, both very good players. Um, just to give you a sense, we were seated number 18 in the tournament. They were seated number 10 in the tournament. So solid team. And uh, we raced off to a crazy start. So we were up 8-1. And at the game at 15, you switch sides. So we switch sides at 8-1. And we were able to extend the lead to 11-1. to um, The Todds weren't going anywhere. So they started to, you know, not started. They've been fighting the whole time. But they sorted themselves out and and uh, and clawed back. But the score at its, at its zenith, if you will, for us was we were up 13-4. to So we had a score of 13-4, to a nine-point lead and a game to 15. So only two points left to complete the the game um you know I've, I've gone back and looked at the video and and i'm going to post a video in the, probably the next few weeks here on the youtube channel but i've looked at the video from the stage of the game where we were up big right 13 4 uh to the end and i don't want to spoil it yet so I, i'm i'm a hold i'm a hold back on what happened but uh but what you know we played some rallies that were 
silently in our favor, meaning we had the upper hand. We we had finishing shots, so we thought, and the Todds just were able to dig themselves out of those holes. And what ends up happening is we don't score another point, so we're at 13. They score a few points, we're at 13. They score a few more points, we're at 13. We just weren't able, able to, never able to break out of 13, so we end up losing the game 15-13. Now, obviously, you know, no one wants to lose. I don't want to lose. Uh, you know, you go out there, you battle, you do your best. But it's part of the, it's part of the, it's just part of the game, right? It's part of the process of playing pickleball and part of the experience. And what I would suggest is that it's the, it's not the score, right? So Brian and I losing 15-13 to Todd and Todd, or the Todds, is not a big deal. In other words, that's okay. I mean, we didn't win that one fifteen thirteen. That's a that's a solid score. What makes it, um, you know, uh, and probably by now you're thinking to yourself, "Oh my God, you're up eleven one, you're up thirteen four, and that's perfectly natural." But that what makes it feel weird is the order in which the scores were accumulated. If you want to think about it that way, because we knew that at one point in the game we were up thirteen to four, and next thing you know we had, you know, the next nine points scored were all scored by Todd, right? Todd's, they were nine zero the next points. And what's interesting is, is, uh, you know, I like to relate a story that uh, a a friend who uh, I used to play tennis with a gentleman named Chip and I were playing one time, this is tennis days for me, pre-pickable, but the lesson carried over. And uh, we were having a beer after, after playing some singles. And I had, we walked off the court in that set and I had just the set had finished seven five in favor of chip and again not a big deal because chip was a very good tennis player and so losing seven five in a set to chip not a big deal but i had been up five one in that in that set and so in conversation with chip i said you know wow you know i was kind of down on myself right i was like oh you know it's all five one i you know like yeah I can, that, that was just as tough to whatever and chip looked at me and it was a great thing he said to me he said tony why are you able to have a five to one run in the set, but I'm not allowed to do the same thing? Made me think, right? What am I special or something? Am I the only one who can do that? And to be fair, you know, I have come back from, you know, I've won games where I've been down 10 one before, you know, and not myself, but me and my partner, right? We've won games where we're down 10 one. I've, I've won the tennis when I've been down. Um, the one match I was down, uh, four one or something like that in the first set and i ended up winning six four six zero because i changed strategy so i've been on both sides of it the the positive side and the negative side of the of the of the coin if you will in terms of uh uh, you know my my pickleball and tennis background but going back to the the todd's game we were up big brian and i were up big we're up 11-1 but why do we have like a, a monopoly on that on on scoring on making big runs because I would suggest to you that that's not how the world works. You know, if you're playing at level, and I would suggest you were playing at level, we're all senior pro players, and and if you look at it objectively, they were a higher seed than we were. Um, it's natural to expect that you will perform and score points and do good things and do things that aren't, aren't great, right? We did a prior episode. Pretty sure we did a prior episode about pickleball being messy. If we didn't, I'll make sure to record it next, but I'm pretty sure it's out there. Um, and so, you know, we're going to do some things that are good, some things that are not great, but so are they. And so when you're playing, when you're navigating a game, 
understand that the order of the points being scored isn't that important. In other words, you know, you being up, you know, 9-3 or 9-2 and then them making a comeback isn't a thing. You know, um, obviously at some point we end the game, right? That's where that light idea comes up, the, the one where the red light just goes on. But it's not about, it's not about I scored nine first and they scored only two. And then at the end of the day, they ended up scoring the next nine and I could score zero. So like a nine, two run in my favor. And then they go on a nine, zero run. Um, that's just part of the game. And the score is going to have some runs again, that are in your favor. And there's going to be some runs in the favor of your opponents. And at the end of the day, once that bell, that bell gets rung or the light goes off and one of you got to 11 or in, in the case of the, the game that I recounted to you, 15, that's it. That's the end of the game and you're done. And getting caught up on the order of the score during a game can be potentially distracting and sometimes even um, uh, have a negative uh, negative carryover because you may feel like you failed or like you, you did something wrong because the order of the score makes you feel that way, not the final result of, of the game and not how you perform. Because when I looked back at the video, you know, did Brian and I play perfectly when we we're up 13-4? Um, no, of course not. We did not. But did we play poorly? I don't think we played that poorly. What I do think happened was that the Todds played much better and they played flawless pickleball. Again, if you go back to a score of 13-4, what does that tell you? It tells you the Todds did not gift us a single point from, from that phase of the game to the end, right? They didn't miss a return of serve. They didn't miss a silly four shot. We put a lot of pressure on them. Uh, there was a lot of balls they had to hit. And you know what? They hit them and they hit them all and they hit them well. Uh, and then they were able to, to string some points together here and there until they got to 15 before we were able to get there. So when you're navigating the games, understand that that if you're playing at level, you have to be you you, you need to be playing in an environment where there's a chance you're going to lose. If you're playing pickleball in an environment where there is a 0% chance that you're going to lose that game, you're not playing at level. You're not, frankly, to, to, to my way of view in the game, um, you're not really doing anything because you need to be in a situation where there's a chance that you might lose that game for it to really mean something to you. And when you think about games and you think reflect back on games that mattered, normally most of the games that mattered and that you remember are the tough ones are the ones where you were behind and, 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 you know, dug deep and came back or the ones where you were ahead and they came back and you had to dig deep again. You had to go back into the well. Those are the ones that, that really stand out. Uh, so cherish those games that are close win or lose, because sometimes you're going to win and sometimes you're going to lose. Remember that's the, that's the deal when you go out there to play pickleball and, and as you play, try and keep that longer lens view of of the game and the and the and the sport and when you're playing a rally focus on execution in that rally not so much what's the current state of the score because you just got to keep battling until that bell gets rung or that light gets lit up uh, on the court um, all right so that's this week's podcast hope you enjoyed the single format of the single subject i think it's a it's going to be a really good way to focus on one thing at a time as we uh, continue to work on the mental aspect of the game on what we re refer to as the athletic pillar at better pickleball and inside our flagship course the pickleball system um, but 
uh, you know, that athletic pillar is, is one of those areas that's often overlooked. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know, good on you because you're, you're spending some time focusing on a part of the game that most players uh, ignore. Um, and m- m- from my perspective to their uh, detriment, not just in terms of how they feel about pickleball, but also how they're going to perform out on the pickleball court. Uh, as always, if you enjoyed the podcast, please consider rating and reviewing it. It really helps us reach other players like you and share with your friends. Because remember, if you enjoyed the podcast, they probably will too. I hope you have a great week and I'll see you next time.